0: What does a mad cunt do?
1: Hello and welcome everybody to the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 93, Red Dead Nintendo. That's right. We're back with another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Network. Uh, This is a twofer this week because we were delayed and we had a bunch of good news come out. Um, I am your illustrious host, Shane O'Hare and I am joined by the ever luscious ever luscious Josh Jackson (laughs) hey how's it going I fucking like that Uh, I'm doing pretty good doing pretty good um it is late I was sick today um I'm trying to push through it um and Carlos and Juan bailed on us something about like Carlos is celebrating his birthday or something I mean I don't know it it sounds like he just doesn't have his priorities straight
0: I mean man what's the deal doesn't didn't he have a birthday last year
1: yeah, I mean, like he. When when I turned eighteen, um, I and this probably explains a lot of my my late mommy issues. But when I turned eighteen, I uh, asked my mom like, "Hey, I'm turning eighteen. Like, do you have anything planned for me? Because I want to do stuff with my friends." Um, that was the theme of the uh, the conversation. But when I got to, I I didn't get to. I had something planned with my friends out of my mouth. She's like, "Um, no, you've already had enough birthdays."
0: Maybe was she like, "You had the right
1: idea." I was like, "Oh, fuck you." Um, explains why I haven't talked to her in a couple of months. Um, so, uh, before we get into it, I want to thank our, uh, lovely sponsor, Loot Crate. Go over to lootcrate.com slash geekscape and sign up for your monthly mystery geek and gaming gear box. If you don't know who Loot Crate is by now, um, uh, you're probably not a real geek. Um, but if you go to lootcrate.com slash geekscape and use the promo code geekscape, you'll get a discount um, they don't have November's crate up yet. Um, but last, um, month the theme was horror. So, um, if you order by the 19th of November by 9 PM Pacific, you will get that crate. Um, they have a lot of other crates. Um, they have, they have a wrestling crate coming out. They have, um, I'm pretty sure they have a, uh, um, like a firefly crate, a Harry Potter crate. Um, they got a lot of like, uh, specific ones that are, um, you know, dedicated to uh, to those uh, properties. So check them out: lootcrate.com/slash/geekscape. Promo code: geekscape. And the so, new crate,
0: the new standard crate, came today with uh, Freddy Krueger chopsticks. So that alone made it worth it.
1: Oh yeah. Okay. So um, that's the horror crate. What did you What did you get in it?
0: Uh, Walking Dead T-shirt. There was a book of like a superhero book of like failed superheroes, something like that. Uh, Freddy Krueger chopsticks, uh, Crystal Lake uh, banner, and there's a few other things that I'm missed that I can't think of off the top of my head, but it was actually a pretty good one. Especially the chopsticks, like it was kind of awesome.
1: Cool. Um, and we're doing a new thing this week. Uh, we are streaming on Twitch. Um, we're doing a live streaming of this recording. Um, we try to record Thursdays at 9 p.m. Pacific, but this is currently Saturday at 10:30 Pacific. <laughs> so um, follow us on Twitter at Geekscape Games of uh, Facebook Geekscape.net, um, and keep an eye out. Follow us on uh, Twitch escaped TV, um, a lot of self promotion. So, what do you say we just get into it? Um, there was kind of, um, oh, there was some. I don't know, like like a new like a new Game Boy came out was announced this week, like something. Like what 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 I happened? So, nothing nothing completely monumentally like life changing,
0: right? Just a new Nintendo.
1: That's right. The new Nintendo got officially announced and revealed. Um, we uh, did we talk about the the tease on our last episode? No, we didn't. Ah, gotcha. Um, so, uh, so, um, Nintendo just tweeted out, Hey, NX trailer, you know, Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Pacific. And uh, and uh, if you're watching this on Twitch, I got a plane right now. But uh, it, the trailer came out, it was three minutes long, and it was way more than I was expecting. Um, I, I mean, I don't know, what were you expecting? I, mean,
0: I know what I wasn't expecting, and that was to have your friends wave you down from a roof and have you bring your nintendo over your nintendo switch <laughs> over to play your games on like a fucking roof party i don't know what the hell is going on with that uh,
1: and everybody everybody in this there's no kids in this commercial it's all like people like 18 and up it's it's really interesting um and there's no kids there's no family and uh, yeah that
0: <laughs> hey man that, esports teams are a family
1: the family that splats together games together um the uh yeah that uh in the trailer there's a really like cheesy like you know oh veronica is over at at her apartment that is her
0: fucking a loft. pretty
1: big a big ass loft apartment in new york city and she's she can't find a job so but she can you know it was so uh sitcom and they were people across the street waved at her like who does that doesn't happen I, like, I feel peaked, like they like right?
0: peeked into her window from like a roof across the street, and were like, "Come over here, bring your fucking Nintendo Switch."
1: Yeah, it's like, oh f- man, I don't want to fucking hang out with Ronnie because she's a weird girl that crochets, but ah, she's got that new Nintendo. Fuck, all right, bring her over, invite her over. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. If anybody hasn't seen it, um, it it's coming out March 2017, which is a lot sooner than I thought it was going to come out. Um, and when I saw that release date, I literally screamed. um, what do you what do you think of the hardware so far? Um, uh, it all the patents that leaked and stuff that we have talked about um, came true. There is a um, a tablet, Kindle, iPad like device that takes these controller modules. Um, so all the leaks were true. But um, what a uh, what do you think? What do you think?
0: I mean, looking at it in action and reading all those patents for so long were like two completely different things so when the trailer actually came out and you see how the damn thing's like a transformer almost where it's like you dock it to play it on the tv and then when you're ready to take it with you you plug in the two ends of the controllers into it and like slide them into the side and take off with them yeah it's really impressive technology that it's going to be able to run the same games you know wherever you are basically um As far as, you know, there's still so many unanswered questions. This, like, let's be honest, this is just a, this reveal is essentially just a glorified commercial, but there's so many things that we don't know about it as far as what the, um, you know, resolution hit or frame rate hit, if any, is going to be when you take it portably, what the battery life's going to be. Uh, One of the questions I had after watching this was the issue of backwards compatibility, which actually got confirmed, I think, yesterday that it will not be backwards compatible but they went out of their way to specify that it, they were saying that it wasn't going to be backwards compatible with physical media. So, um, so with that said, it,
1: it basically it basically confirms out that there is going to be no optical drive in it. Um, right. It's purely going to be cartridges, and the cartridges look about the same width as a 3ds cart, but they are much thicker. Like they they're they're like two or three 3DSs like thick. Yeah. Um, and like we talked before. Solid state media is like super easy and super um, cheap right now. Um, so there, there's probably going to be a lot of um, online connectivity. There's going to be like get the cart and download patches.
0: Mm, yeah, I, I wouldn't I have a feeling like that's going to happen. Yeah. And not just that, but I think one of the things that a lot of people took away from it is that in no point during the trailer do they tap the screen. Yeah. So people are wondering if, if it's going to have any kind of touchscreen compatibility at all. Since it's kind of been a mainstay for Nintendo's systems for a while now,
1: I um, I, I would say knowing Nintendo and knowing how um, you know just knowing how they operate, they if the f- if the feature was there, they would show it off. Like they showed the guy putting it down next to a, m- a bunch of amiibos, so you can safely expect. I mean, well, there is amiibo support, but if they if there wasn't any touch, if there was touch screen, it would have been in the trailer.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like at this point it's such a standard where anything that slightly resembles a tablet, from you know phones to other gaming handhelds up and down, like l- freaking laptops nowadays have touchscreens. I feel like I feel like if they are going to offer some kind of an eShop compatibility or whatever, that they need some kind of dual screen just for just to be able to continue to let people be able to download the DS games or whatever assuming hmm. that they're even going to be available um, yeah they
1: um they did say that there was going to be um uh there was going to be backwards compatibility but they don't know how there, there's no you know there's no like hard information
0: yeah i mean it doesn't it doesn't even really seem like they know you know that they have everything in order yet but i just feel like at this point that that feature is such a main say that in like the gyro controls a lot of people in the splatoon community now that it seemed like the trailer was and we'll talk about this in a little bit but the trailer seemed like it was hinting at a possible either splatoon 2 or splatoon like uh re-release or a port and being able to play with the gyro controls on the wii u gamepad was was like v- was vital to be able to aim as fast as a lot of players got used to after a while so to get rid of that would make the game it would make it so that the dual stick would be mandatory and would make the aiming a lot slower than what the first Splatoon was. So that's and, and another that's, thing.
1: That's when I first fired up Splatoon, I hated like the motion aiming. I was like, this is garbage. And I was so happy that, that I was about to, you know, it was going to be a game like breaker for me. It was like, I'm not going to play this.
0: Oh, yeah. That's probably why I killed you so much. Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm i'm just not that i'm just, i'm i'm telling you man i'm gonna buy you a fucking computer and we're gonna play counter-strike and i'm gonna get my honor back i haven't had my honor in about a decade but i'm gonna get it back
0: <laughs> is it ever since your 18th birthday
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm excited i it's a lot it's a lot more impressive than i thought it was gonna be um the controller modules um are pretty dope i don't know how it's gonna work like Um, there's no D-pad on the modules. There's, it looks like the old C-stick buttons from the 64. Um, So, that's going to be interesting to play with, but the Pro Controller does have a full D-pad. The, um, what really uh, got me going was the third-party supporters. Now, every time a Nintendo console comes out, the first thing they say is, we got all these mad third-party supporters, we're going to be badass, and then the only third-party supporter that releases it Content on there is Ubisoft putting out, like, shaking babies, you know, crazy babies, and, like, party party cats and, and shit like that,
0: so... And even then, it's only for the first year, and then they see it's not selling, and then withdraw all their support.
1: Yeah, but um, we got uh, 505 Games, Activision, Arc System Works, Atlas, uh Bandai, Bethesda, which in the trailer you saw Skyrim. Um, I didn't... I wasn't sure if it was Skyrim or not, but everybody, like, pretty much confirmed it. Um,
0: which is the weird Capcom- thing, though. Isn't it weird that... I don't know, to me, and you know how I am about HD remasters and stuff, but it seems so weird to me that the thing that most people took away from it is that you could play Skyrim on it, and I'm kind of like, yeah, you could also play Skyrim on your Xbox 360 and PS3 for the last, like, four years, so but I isn't, get... But Skyrim Remastered's coming out. Yeah, but I mean, it's fucking Skyrim Remastered, who cares? Just go play. <laughs> Just go play the one you already have. I mean, it's, it's... like Fallout Without Guns. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's exciting in the sense that now that Bethesda is on board with Nintendo for the first time that going forward, hopefully, yeah, whatever games know. they come out in the future will be on the Nintendo console as well. But Skyrim in particular, without any future implications, I'm kind of like, cool, like Skyrim, I can already play it, but good for anybody who... for, I, it's Its biggest value to me is that you'd be able to play it portably, but it's not like a it's not anywhere near a deal breaker for me. Cause it's not like it's anything new at the same time.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, I never really got into Skyrim. So, but it's, it was important enough to, sh- to show that because ever, cause the new Zelda Br- breath of the wild, uh, looks gorgeous, but it's that Nintendo gorgeous the same way that, um, wind waker was absolutely gorgeous, but it, it wasn't like a modern game. So for them to show Skyrim, it's like, Hey, this is a powerful console. it's it's gonna it's gonna play Skyrim remastered. So um, we can uh, with, without you know showing off specs, it does have a Nvidia Tegra, a new Nvidia Tegra which runs um, which is a uh, processing GPU that's designed for mobile. so like all the Nvidia shields um, run that. So uh, it's it's gonna be powerful. it's gonna be powerful. Uh, a couple more partners that are coming with them uh, Capcom Codemasters EA from software. That was re- like that was really a surprise to see from software on board. Um, what o- what other games besides the the Souls and the um, Blood series do they make? Armored Core. What was the last time an Armored Core game came out?
0: Like two years ago.
1: All uh, right, you know, you should.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't worry, you're, you're not from. You're not the only one who had no idea. Um, most, most of the gaming community had no idea either.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Monst- they made a Monster Hunter Diary game for the DS. Bloodborne. Dark Souls 2, Armored Core, Verdict Day, September 2013. So, um, they made some Gundam games, Armored Core 5, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Ninja Blade. Huh. But well, yeah, I was excited to see them on board. Um, what else do we got? Um, Frozen Bite, Game Trust, Grasshopper Manufacturer, which is my favorite video game designer, Studio 51 Studio. Um, Gung Ho, who I don't know who they are, but their logo looks like, their logo looks like, uh, one of those, like, Clip-on vibrators that girls can like you put on and you can like still have sex with them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Hamster Games, a Creates, KT, um, which is Koei Tecmo, uh, Konami. So apparently Konami's still making games. Level Five, Marvelous, Max. Have like a
0: pachinko pachinko games for the Nintendo Switch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, is Platinum Platinum game? No, what's the what's the game company whose logo is a P with a star? Yeah, Platinum Games. That's Platinum. Platinum Sega, uh, Spike Toonsoft, Square, Starbreeze, Take Two, Telltale, THQ, um, Traveler's Tales, Ubisoft, Warner Brothers, something that's completely in Japanese. Um, Autodesk, uh, Cryware, Dana, <laughs> Epic Games, FMod, Havoc Engine, Rad Game, Silicon Studio, Ubiquitous, Unity, and Web Technologies. So they've got you know, they got all the main engines on, they got all the main developers. Um, it's um it's I'm excited. I'm excited. We've got we've got a few months. We've got five months before it hits out. So, And um, I think they also
0: said that they're not going to release any more specifics until uh, through the end of the year. So this is probably all that we're going to get for a while. Damn, that's, that's shitty.
1: <laughs> Especially
0: because um, it's so close to release and we're barely finding out about anything now. It's just kind of a... Well, I mean, Nintendo's been doing that for the last couple of years, but I think this is the first time they've done it with a whole console where everyone's kind of in the dark up until... Like the last minute, and that's kind of what this is. Like they're barely teasing it and showing that it exists five months prior to release. Yeah, and then three months or two months or three months prior to release, we're not going to know anything else about it, according to their own statement. Do you think?
1: Um, I'm looking at the the like the main product video. Do you think there's going to be I don't know, like peripheral supports with like the base unit, or is it just gonna is it just going to be like a dock that upscales?
0: Um, well, I hope that there's going to be some kind of peripheral support, not for me personally, but I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed if they're like, now that they just brought back the GameCube controls and stuff, if those adapters aren't going to work on any future installments of Smash Brothers or any other game that people want to try out. But I mean, it's yeah, Nintendo. They're kind of, from the beginning, they've been huge on peripherals. So there's no way that there's not going to be like a ton of attachments or whatever that are going to be brought out for this thing. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the name? Nah, I mean I don't feel strongly one way or another about it. It feels slightly like it feels slightly contrived, but not too, not too off the wall.
1: Um, yeah, I, I always think their code names are so much better. Like NX was like dope, and like the Revolution was dope. Dolphin. Um, no, uh, yeah, Dolphin was dope for the, the GameCube like code. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean I played Dolphin. I flipped some fins. If you know what I mean. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing I've said. Del- I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but it's not not that weird. Um, so anything else on the Switch that you want to? Like, anything you're hyped? Any any speculation? You think? Oh, you got a price idea? What do you think it's going to be priced at?
0: Uh, I have to go with three hundred, which seems to be the popular theory. It's below. <laughs> well, it's about the same as PS3 or uh, PS4 and Xbox One's like cheaper models, but it's still cheaper than what PS4 and Xbox One launched at it seems to be a nice it's a little bit more expensive than a handheld but a little less expensive than a home console and not just that but aside from you know aside from the pricing and all that from what we've seen I'm really excited that they've all but confirmed a new 3D Mario game that looks like it's going to be in the style of Mario 64, Galaxy, etc. Did, um, did you
1: do you think that was actually going to be like a proof of concept or it felt like just like placeholder? I, I I don't think that was like announcement of a game or anything. It was just like there's going to be a Mario and it's going to be 3D. Like
0: well, I, I don't. I remember that. And now that most of the leaks ended up coming true, one of the leaks said that they were planning on having a new 3D Mario game near launch. So that well, was that wasn't, that wasn't the, a
1: leak. That was an official statement.
0: Oh, okay. So if, I mean, if that was an official statement, then if the system's launching five months from now, they have to have something together. So more than likely, even if that wasn't like. Even if that wasn't gameplay footage and it was just something thrown together for the trailer, I'm sure that they were going to end up releasing a game that looks like that. Gotcha. Um, and aside um, from that, like Mario Kart 2, they were teasing. like Much like Splatoon, we don't know if it's a port or a sequel, but they did have, in a brief like footage that they, sh- uh, that they showed of Mario Kart, it did have a new character that wasn't in Mario Kart 8. And also, it, if you notice, if you look really closely, the characters are holding two items at the same time. Yeah,
1: Double Dash-like.
0: Yeah, so it's not like a straight mario kart 8 port so again we don't know for sure if it's a full sequel or if it's a updated port but we do know for sure that one way or another mario kart's gonna be on the system most likely somewhat close to launch
1: yeah and, and uh, i would have to see double dash was my favorite um mario kart game ever yeah so I, would like too. To, I, would, I would like to see i would like to see some double dashing return um so yeah, uh, Red Dead Redemption also got a trailer the same day, uh, a little bit after um, the Nintendo one. I, Rockstar was uh, tweeting out um, some images that were very reminiscent of the old Red Dead um, uh, Red Dead Redemption logo, and we got a trailer. It was um, just like the Grand Theft Auto 5 trailer, where it was just showing like, just the world and the environment. It it really it fucking feels like Grand Theft Auto with horses. Just from looking at this this trailer, um, I've played none of the Red Dead games. Um, uh,
0: have you Have you played any of them? Yeah, the first one was terrible, but that wasn't really Rockstar's fault. And then the second one was probably one of the best games released that year. So, it-
1: um, now was wasn't the first one pretty much like it was just it was levels with a slight overworld. And Red Dead Redemption was pretty much like that whole sandbox Grand Theft Auto thing.
0: Yeah. If you remember, uh, Red Dead Revolver, which was the first one, was a Capcom game. And it was floating around in development hell for a while until they finally canceled it. And I think Rockstar bought the rights off of them and just pretty much finished making it based off of what they had. Gotcha. So then when Red Dead Redemption came out, that was pretty much Rockstar's first attempt at the game from the ground up. And yeah, I mean, it's pretty much what you said. It's like GTA in the West with horses, but it tr- ended up translating so well. And especially at the time that the first one was released, it was so much different from any other games out there because not only were there no other sandbox games that were set in the West out there, but all of the things that you could do in the game, like being able to like hogtie people and put hitch them to the back of your horse and hunt for bounties, uh, be able to hunt animals and craft items out of their... Pelts and that kind of stuff. I don't. There was just so many different things that were completely new to not just the sandbox genre, but to games as a whole. And being able to create such a huge, detailed, in-depth environment in that setting was just a huge achievement at the time. So, like with Red Dead Redemption Two, it has a lot to. It has a lot to live up to, and since a lot of the novelty will be like it's not going to be something brand new anymore of course so i feel like they'd have their work cut out for them in order to meet the lofty expectations that everyone's going to have but rockstar seems to be pretty good at knowing how to continue to build off of the worlds that they have crafted in the past like grand theft auto 5 for example is probably my favorite one in the series and when you think that they can't do anything new with it they ended up doing the Three, you know, three separate protagonists, uh, new take on on uh, on the same environment that they had in um, San Andreas. And they just had so many different like unique off the wall characters to go with it that they just found a way to make it better. And I'm sure they'll do the same with this one.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, it's going to be good. It's going to get a, you know, great reception. Uh, it's obviously going to be a you know a sequel to Red Dead Redemption, which was there. I'm looking at the Book of Knowledge at the, the two um, Revolver versus Red Dead. And um, uh, so, you know, you're right. They they did get the game from Capcom and uh, tried to uh, redo it from the ground up. But Red Dead is their game from inception to, to birth. So this is going to be a sequel to their complete original title. Now, wh- wasn't there like a... Um, now, spoilers for anybody who hasn't, you know, beaten the game, but doesn't the main character die, like, in that yep. game?
0: Yeah. And then the very last mission, you, it flashes forward a couple, like a good 10 years or so, and you play as his son, and then you basically kill the guy who was responsible for killing him. And then your new game, your new game plus was just playing as the kid wrapping up any side missions or whatever. Hmm. So that's another thing that I was wondering because, you know, at what point is this going to take place? Is this going to be brand new characters or is it going to continue from the first one? The, you know, the ba- the banner that they're using for the promotion with, like, a whole group of of uh, cowboys, is it going to be similar to Grand Theft Auto Five, where it's multiple protagonists? I mean, there's still a lot... You know, they've left a lot in the air, and I'm sure that's they want us to sit here and talk about it. So it's, it'll be interesting to see what direction that they go into with it to keep it fresh, like we were saying. But did, you said you never got to play any of them, huh?
1: Never played it. Um, I... I... Don't have an Xbox 360, and I don't have a PlayStation 3. Well, I have a 360, but it's in parts downstairs in a box, so not going to play that again. Is it is it on like uh, the, the Sony Online Store? Is there didn't they get like digital re-releases? And everyone was like, why didn't PC get one?
0: Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's on PlayStation now. I don't think that it's a. Uh, I don't think it's been officially re-released.
1: Um, let's see. You can get Red Dead Revolver on PS4, but Red Red De- Red Dead Redemption is PS3 only so
0: mm, yeah i know it i think it just went up for backwards compatibility like a month ago on xbox one but i don't i don't think there's any way to play it on playstation if it's not on ps now yeah hmm.
1: um yeah maybe i'll i'll get into it i always say i want to play these games but i'll never i never do so fuck it um well speaking of backwards compatibility with uh xbox one we got ourselves uh a, a pretty i guess it was big enough that it hit the news cycle um but the orange box is getting Xbox One backwards compatibility support um now the the orange box in case anybody doesn't know was a um a collection of games that uh Valve put out in 2006 yeah 2006?
0: i think i'm pretty sure it was 6
1: um and it had uh its main its main push was it had half-life 2 episode 2 which was the last half-life episode we got um but it had um it, well, it had all the Half-Life two, Episode one, Episode two. Um, it had Team Fortress two, which was like the big one, and it had Portal on there. And Portal was, you know, obviously Portal completely fucking blew up and became one of the biggest fucking uh, games of all time. Uh, and they they weren't really pushing Portal, so it was kind of a shock, I guess. To um, yeah. uh, it was kind of a shock to um, Valve, but I don't I don't get it. Why Why go through the time to Make backwards compatibility for the Orange Box on the 360 when the disparity between Team Fortress 2 on the Orange Box and the disparity uh, and Team Fortress 2 on PC is monumental. It, it has not, Team Fortress 2 on, on the Orange Box has not been updated in since it, it came out. It has just never been updated. So there's a lot of glitches in, and um, exploits still in the game. There was no new weapons, no hats, there's uh, no new levels. Portal 1, I mean, you can get that on every console. Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Like, I don't I don't get it. Why well, put the effort to make this this particular physical release backwards compatible?
0: Well, like, wasn't wasn't that funny too how when it came out, I mean, you were t- you touched on it a little bit, but I feel like the orange box kind of went on to be known as the Portal game, like yeah. the Portal disc with a bunch of other free shit.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it was it came at a time at least um it came at a time um where how am i trying to like i'm trying to like articulate this um it was it was when valve was still working with ea and wanting to do like physical releases of all of their their products um and i think i think they were like contractually obligated to put put this out with with ea because valve hasn't released a physical copy at least in the u.s of anything in a long long time
0: since left for dead 2 right um
1: yes correct uh, t- yeah, 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 yeah. Correct, correct. Because that was out on the, the consoles. So, um, it it was released, and it was this weird time when they were transitioning to full digital. So, it coming out on the consoles. nope CS:GO was on a um was released on Xbox. Um, oh, yeah. but that ne- that never got a fucking. That's right. Like a- another another, it didn't get a fucking update. Um, ever. Let's see, Counter Strike Go Xbox. Uh, but um, it was yeah. Like I, I I keep trying to like articulate. It was a weird time when they were transitioning from physical fully digital um and uh it just it doesn't make any sense like why why take these three like a an out-of-date multiplayer shooter an out-of-date you know single-player game you can't uh, it does have the, the the half-life source files but you can't mod on um you know the, the well actually you can they, they you do have mod support on the consoles now well, so, oh, that's just
0: Xbox One though, and that was only with Fallout, as far as I know.
1: Oh, okay. So, I mean, it was like it's only the,
0: specific games, basically.
1: Okay, so so you can't just like install, and they're obviously not going to make mod support for uh, Half Life on there. So it it just it doesn't make any sense. it doesn't make any sense to make it backwards compatible. My only question is, if they do, are they going to update Team Fortress Two on the Xbox One, um, and then make that you know? Modern multiplayer game, but I don't. I just don't. I don't think so. Well, it's uh, it's just a really weird thing to see hit the news cycle. That if if I'm now, if I'm being articulate enough.
0: Yeah, I think I think it's not too much to it. You, it's just that it was very popular when it came out. It's kind of achieved somewhat legendary status over the years because, like you mentioned in the beginning, it has Half Life epi- Half Life Two episode two, which was the last piece of Half-Life content released at this point, point, plus Portal. And not only that, but it sold so well on the Xbox 360 that they probably figure that either a lot of people still have it, and that'll give them an excuse to go back to it once it hits the news cycle, or mm-hmm. there's so many traded-in copies that people who've maybe never played them can go back and say, oh, hey, well, now that it's here, let me drop five or ten bucks on it in the bargain bin and see what these games are like. And then now let's see, uh, Let's be... see what GameStop is selling it for. And then now they'll be adequately prepared for when half-life 3 never comes out.
1: Um, the orange box for Xbox 360
0: is $30. Holy shit. That's a um, lot more than it was like a few years ago.
1: That's pre-owned. I bet you f- this says, oh no, it was 30 bucks for PS3. I was going to say I I bet you f- I was going to assume that they really, they knocked up the price when they got announced for Xbox 1, but $30 I don't I don't know. I just we're talking about that, but it just makes it, it just makes Absolutely no sense to me. Nah, I can see it. Yeah, I, I mean, guess I'm. I'm just more, uh, you know, utilitarian than most people.
0: Yeah, maybe so, or maybe you just mm-hmm. like to shit on everybody's fun because you're PC master race and you think you can go on with your mods and shit.
1: Think, think. No, 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 no. Don't, don't even get me wrong. <laughs> there's no, there no thinking. Yes, I can shit on everybody. You fucking plebeian. Um, so there's a big voice actor strike going on that I didn't know anything about until you told me. Um, and i i actually surprisingly I have lots to, to to say on the topic tell us about the um strike fuck i completely like went brain dead
0: <laughs> okay so apparently this has been in the works for a while according to the article that we referenced on shack news it's been this uh negotiation process has been going on for I believe it said 2 years let me confirm that yeah 2 years which is Sounds crazy that it's been going on so long, but basically voice actors are on strike and is putting, and the strike is, as a result, putting games that are scheduled to release in mid-February and beyond um, in their releases in question due to basically the actors deciding that they were going to uh, go on strike against Activision, Disney, Electronic Arts, Insomniac Games, Warner Brothers Games, Take-Two, amongst others. Which, what, like we were just talking about, that covers Red Dead Redemption. That covers Injustice 2, since I don't think that's done. That covers the Spider-Man Insomniac PlayStation game. That actually covers a pretty wide variety of big releases, if what this article is saying is true. And basically the reason behind it is that currently the voice actors get paid $850 per four-hour session. And whatever they get paid at the time of service is all they get paid And they were negotiating uh, residual pay. So basically, according to an article with Deadline, they were hoping to get uh, additional payment for each 500,000 copies sold up to 2 million units. So, like we were talking about in the pre show, I have no idea what the standard is for voice acting and how residuals are paid to voice actors. But I do know that, you know, if you're in a commercial. Or if like a live action commercial, if you're in a TV show, a movie, or whatever, there is residual payment on those projects. So again, I don't know what the standard is on voices, and if say being a voice in a movie or a cartoon show, you those actors continue to get residuals or not. If so, I don't see why the video game should be any different. If not, again, I don't see why the video game should be any different. It sounds like on paper to me, it sounds like something. Did that you just should say that help. twice in a row? What on pa- on paper?
1: No, no, like, like I I don't know if video games are any different. You said that twice in a row and I thought I just fucking struck out for a second. Oh no,
0: no, I did because I was saying either way <laughs> if if vo- if um, you know, if say if uh voice actors in movies get residual pay, it should be no different from video games, but if voice actors in movies don't get residual pay, it should be no different. Like I feel like whatever the standard is is what it should go by.
1: Um, is there a voice actors a union? Are they unionized?
0: It's just part of SAG.
1: Okay, so it is part of SAG. Man, fuck SAG. Um, I, I when this when this came up, uh, I uh, remember, and I, and I just pulled up the quote back in two thousand eight. The guy who voiced Nico Bellic, um, went on and like made a stink, um, because he he was recording Nico Bellic's voice, and uh, according to this article in uh the website that shall not be named, because I'm not going to give them any fucking attention, um. Um he um he was paid $100,000 over the course of 15 months and he said he said quote obviously i'm incredibly thankful to rockstar for the opportunity to be uh, for me to be in this game when i was just nobody and an unknown quantity mr hollock 35 said last week but it's tough when you see grand theft auto 4 out there as the biggest thing going on right now and they're making hundreds of millions of do- dollars off of it we don't see any of it um uh and at the current date of this article, 2008, it says, unlike other forms of entertainment, this SAG Guild doesn't have a policy in place for video games, so actors don't get royalties on games sold, even if the game becomes one of the best-selling titles of all time. Um, and actually, because of that, when he came out, um, when they did, um, when they released Lost in the Damned, they were like, no, we're not fucking hiring this guy any game uh, ever again. He's not, you know, he's, we're not going to have him record new dialogue. And actually, Nico Bellic's character was like specifically um, in the two expansions, just um, reused um, uh, reused dialogue. So maybe it is time, you know, it maybe it is time that they get um, compensation. Um, But do you think that Michael Hollick, who has done uh, he did no other voice actor work in any other game, so uh, do you think he, you know, shot himself
0: in the foot or? Well, see, I don't think that's fair because it sucks that, he like, from the quote that you were reading, and I remember when that happened, and it didn't sound like he was disparaging anybody, he just said that it kind of sucks that it's selling so much, but they're not going to get any more credit for it, which I think is is a fair criticism to make, even if you don't agree with it. It's not like he was sitting there saying, fuck Rockstar, give me my money. But that's oftentimes how corporations work, where it's like, if you at the slightest bit sound like that you're not 100% grateful that we gifted you the opportunity to work with us. We're just going to blacklist you, which it sounds like is what happened. So yeah. it's like in retrospect, and I guess what, you're, what you read just now answered my question, is this standard with uh, voice acting? And it made it sound like it's only in video game voice acting that doesn't have a policy in place where residuals are paid. So I don't think video game voice actors should be treated any different from any other type of voiceover artist. And that's kind of and the, the defense that in the article that we have here, the present day one, the defense that the companies are using against it are saying that, you know, that their programmers don't get paid for uh, don't get paid for units sold. But in the past, there's been plenty of coverage in articles about how developers and programmers get bonuses for how much not like, you know, not residual pay, but they do get bonuses if it sells a lot or they get bonuses if it's a certain Metacritic score. So that's not yeah. even completely true.
1: Yeah, and don't even get me started on that fucking Metacritic debacle because that was the whole thing that was um, uh, uncovered in um, GamerGate, which was um, uh, that some fuck. What am I trying to say? Some journalists were colluding to like, okay, let's give this game a bad score so they don't get their bonuses because fuck those guys. Yeah. So, it it, it honestly it they, they there should be parity with um uh, you know traditional acting if they're if you're a part of SAG and you're paying in SAG uh SAG should go to bat for you um and uh there 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 needs to be uh you know it, it needs to be fair um I hate unions I hate SAG but if it's there it's got to be fucking it's got to be there you know for a goddamn reason so that's just me um is there um did they uh, are they is there any games or titles affected um because of this uh, cuz I remember the big writer strike um season 2 of Heroes got fucked so yeah. is there, is there any, um, is there anything that's been affected?
0: Nothing that's been uh, named specifically. Um, again, it just vaguely says that anything that's, um, okay, here it says right now the strike affects all games that started production after February, 2015. So basically anything that's been developing throughout this year, that's not fully recorded yet's being affected. Okay. So like off the top of my head, like we just mentioned Red Dead and, um, Injustice which are two big ones. Uh, the new Spider-Man one. Um, I guess, I'm assuming that Activision's already working on next year's Skylanders and Call of Duty games, so those are probably going to be affected. Um, EA, whatever they come out with every year. I mean, there's like... There's Madden
1: was... Just... Well, um, do, um, in games like Madden, do the players who uh, provide voiceover, um, uh, like, do they have to join SAG?
0: I have no idea. That's a good question
1: that's an interesting question if any um if anybody uh, if anybody knows that do non um uh like if like I don't know Colin Kaepernick that's a name that's in the news who I think is a football man uh, if uh <laughs> if uh, if he goes out and um, records audio for uh Madden does he have to join SAG? so anybody knows uh, we got someone in the chat that says if you aren't doing a union job you're not gonna get union backup um so I mean, I don't know this is this is an interesting topic i would like to see where it goes uh I don't think it's gonna get um it's not gonna get a lot of uh what what you say uh traction uh no I, no it'll get it'll get traction. I just don't think that it'll um it's not gonna get a whole lot of fucking coverage until like until the stuff that we wanna consume gets in the is way affected. that's the same thing with with any protest. nobody fucking gave a shit about the writers until Uh oh. <clears throat> Where's heroes? <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Uh, you know, like, that's actually funny, too, because like around here, you know, we don't have to go too much over all like, the, you know, the protests and stuff that are going on because of current events nowadays. But no one in my circle really said anything until it was like, oh, these fuckers are blocking traffic.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, ex- Exactly. E- exactly.
0: But yeah. So another interesting thing, too, though, is how many people are going to. You know, cross the picket line, so to speak, and maybe record under a pseudonym or something just to or if they're just going to go over their heads and hire a bunch of crappy second tier actors. I'm sure there's a
1: lot of there's a lot of penalties you can fucking get for that.
0: Yeah, I I mean, they're all they're all in place. But then if they think they can get away with it and I'm sure the companies are going to try to do whatever they can if this isn't resolved in a timely manner to continue production without them, whether or not it's hiring other people or what. But I mean it's happened before in other you know, in other avenues and other circles, so yeah.
1: I wouldn't nobody be surprised likes, to nobody see. Nobody likes that scabs. Here. Nobody likes scabs. Uh theorist DJ in the chat says nobody likes scabs. Um yeah, so we'll see. Uh, it's a developing story. Follow us uh geekscape.net at geekscape games for all the up to date news, as long as we're awake, which I usually sleep in pretty late. So anyway, uh wanna get into what we've been playing? Yes. I wanna hear about the NES classic. Uh that's what I wanna hear about right now.
0: Okay, perfect. Cuz I was able and I'm actually mad and anyone in this chat's probably not going to believe me, but a bunch of the Pokémon exclusive stories that came out this week, I, like I was among the group that was like the first to hear them, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. unfortunately, this is a volunteer gig and I had a bunch of schooling and had to spend time looking for work. So I was like, "Oh, whatever, I'll just write this, you know, once the workload dies down." Then all of a sudden, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday, I think it was, I don't know if it was game explain or like polygon that wrote it on like wednesday like two days after i was there and they're like oh there's no more hms in pokemon and there's no more gyms i was like motherfucker i was i asked the guy that question on the first on the first uh group of press that they invited and i was like oh really so they they (laughs) i was so pissed and it made it so that i couldn't it made me kind of upset and i couldn't focus it was part of the reason i couldn't focus on my like, third test of the week, and I ended up fucking that up too, which made it even worse.
1: Wow. Wow. But, so, your question was the one that hit the fucking newswire.
0: Yeah, like two days later. So, yeah. Why so didn't you write
1: it? That's what you did. You, call, you called have me.
0: Because I had to pay for college out of pocket. And I was like, <laughs> me, I was like if you... I fail this, that's like $500 or nothing. So, let me make sure I do this test right. <laughs> um,. <laughs>
1: You you call me, and I'll write it up, and I'll just put it under your name.
0: Yeah. No, you can take credit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if my name's on it. I just wanted it on the site, and I was like, yeah. well, whatever. It's water under the bridge. It's over with. Anyway. Well, well NES- no, I'm
1: telling When John hears this, you're going to be pissed. He's going to be pissed. We're uh, all he, pissed.
0: Oh, well. It wouldn't be the first time. I like I could, I like pissing people off once in a while. Absolutely. I don't do it. I don't do it nearly enough. So, But NES Classic. Yes, NES Classic. um. It's great. I mean, it's, it's hard to talk too much about it because it's exactly as advertised. It's just basically an NES shell with an NES controller that is... It's, it's like I haven't felt an NES controller in so long that I, I forgot how light these things are. But yeah, but it, those
1: things are like half the size, aren't they?
0: Well, the actual controller was relative to... It was like maybe slightly smaller than the old one, but it wasn't noticeably smaller. Hold on, hold on because I have a picture of it on my Instagram and people were actually saying that it looked huge but that was more because of the perspective that I took the picture at but in my hand it didn't feel too much different from the old one uh,
1: hold on because uh, I, I remember seeing the, the press photo and like it's like it was considerably tinier than a standard NES controller hold check on. my Instagram
0: it's up there at Enu Joshua on Instagram
1: is it Enu underscore Joshua?
0: no I all one word I-N-U-J-O-S-H-U-A alright hold on we're doing this live folks doing this fucking live <laughs> But, yeah, um, um, of, we, like the presentation was an hour oh. and a half, and we had a billion games to go through, so we didn't play too much on it, but they had me go through, hold on, the...
1: hold on. I hold on, because I saw a picture of like the Famicom Classic, and it was like, here, this is what I saw. I'm going to send this to you in the back channel. This is what I saw. Now,
0: and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't the Famicom controller smaller than the NES controller anyway? Th- but, not, not that, that small. small. not that as small. That but small. It was, I th- I'm pretty sure it was smaller than the American NES controller. Um, which actually back talking about the switch a little bit again, that was actually one of my only major concerns was that the controllers, like, you know, how they showed you could turn them on their side and use them as NES controllers, kind of like the Wii. They mm look so small, like with those people huddled up around playing, um, playing with the controller flipped to the side. I was like, man, I can imagine that getting real uncomfortable. But, but yeah, but as far as the NES classic, it had three different, um, uh three different aspect ratios you could choose from either have it be like the classic style where it's where it has the black bars on the side to fit like an old standard TV with the you know with the same pixelation and everything and then you could switch it to like widescreen or i can't remember what the third setting was but basically it had the three settings the controller felt very light the system itself and this it probably is what it this probably is what it actually is but the con- the console itself just felt like a hollow shell that was meant to look like an NES, and it looks exactly like one of the old NESs, except the console itself is significantly smaller than the old one. Okay. But I feel like it's. I feel like it's going to be a huge hit for the holidays for Nintendo, both from gamers who want to have that collection of retro games, and for lapsed gamers who are sucked in by the nostalgia of it all. And it is has it, like, is,
1: is it worth? Is it worth?
0: Well, it depends. It depends how many of the games you own already, because. If you think about it I think it's like 60 bucks and it has a little over 30 games so that's about two dollars a game but if you own most of them on like the virtual console or the eShop or whatever then like it really the value goes as far as what you own already or another thing too is since it's HDMI uh, since it's all HDMI plug-in it would make it really easy to stream if you there were some like old classic games that you would have trouble streaming on from any other console another no, thing Sorry, oh, real quick because I don't want to forget. Uh, another weird thing about it is that it it's it plugs into like a it plugs into us to a USB port, which I thought was kind of weird for power. Yep. Well,
1: so, I mean, like, I mean, have you uh, like it requires? Does it come with like a, a wall wart, like a power adapter, or does it have to plug into a USB port like on your TV?
0: That's the thing. Like they they specified that you could plug it into like an i uh, an iPhone adapter. So, or basically like any plug-in adapter that has a USB support, but the demo unit that they had over there was plugged directly into a USB port without an attachment. So, that I'm not completely sure on if it's going to have its own adapter or if it needs to be plugged into a USB unless you own a separate like third party.
1: Hold on. This needs to this needs to be confirmed because that is the most cheapest hokiest bullshit ever oh. because yeah, a lot of fucking TVs have USB ports now. Um, but and like the, the, I have um, a picture of
0: the back the, of the system, I'll post that.
1: Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I could totally see it being powered over USB, but it not coming with an adapter in the box. It's like the, the Chromecast, Google's Chromecast is ran off of USB. Um, and it, it you know, it's, you get a modern TV, there's going to be a USB port on there. Um, and you just power the, the Chromecast off of it. But, but that came with a wall wart like adapter. Yeah. them not to include a fucking like 5 cent adapter is 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 bullshit. So I'm trying to see like what's in the box.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll i can email Nintendo and try to find out on Monday. But yeah, that's Let's something see. that I, I was so like we played Pokemon first and then the NES Classic second. Okay, all I right, think that was right, so all right. uh,
1: comes with one old school gray colored NES Classic controller and an AC adapter.
0: Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> crisis averted.
1: Crisis uh, crisis I'm not getting it, but crisis averted.
0: but yeah so we'll let's run down the rest of what we got to check out at the event um again pokemon sun and moon and this is the point where i'm going to talk very very light spoilers from the first 30 minutes of the game so if you want to go in completely blind um you might want to tune out for a little bit here but at the same time this is going to be further proof that i was actually fucking there and i did find out about the hm so fuck (laughs) you whoever else reported it first which is everybody else at this point but um yeah pokemon sun and moon it was a lot different than all the other ones from the first thirty minutes of the of the full game, it or of the demo it, or no, it was the it was the full game that they had on display over there. They just took it out of our hands after we got to a certain point. Gotcha. But yeah, there was a few things that were really peculiar about it. Your characters that you play as, if I don't know if you remember the trail, the reveal trailer where it was like the kid who moved from Japan to Hawaii and he didn't know anybody. Yeah, I remember that. And then he becomes friends with all the Hawaiian kids because they all played Pokemon. Yeah. And I it. I guess that was supposed to be foreshadowing the plot of the game to an extent because you're playing as a family who just moved from the Kanto region, which is where the red and blue took place, to Alola. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things I noticed was that in your room there's an Alolan Meowth, but in the living room there's a regular Meowth. And basically the idea was they brought the regular Meowth with them from their home. Um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure to ask them, since there was a Meowth, uh, like an old Meowth in your house, is whether or not you would be able to catch any of the old forms, which they confirmed that you would not be able to catch the old forms in the new game, and all of the forms that are wild are going to be, uh, the Alolan forms, which we kind of figured, but the other question that I asked is, if you breed, if you breed an old form... I'm all about breeding. What? I'm all about breeding. I'm all about breeding. Of course, but... If you if you breed the old form in Sun and Moon, will it hatch as an Alolan born po- or a Alolan form Pokemon since it was born there? Which they actually didn't know the answer to. Really? Um, yeah, I I, I kind of stumped them a couple times. I was asking way too detailed shit when I was only supposed to be talking about the first half hour. But <laughs> um, but yeah, like the very beginning of the game, one of the one of the popular theories going around is that the assistant. To the professor, kind of looks like one of the Ultra Beasts. So there's just been this theory that she's like a Ultra Beast in disguise, which I don't know so much about that. But she did have like a creature that's not a Pokemon in her purse that ends up running off into the forest and gets attacked by a bunch of Spearows. And so, uh uh-huh.
1: So there's there's people like thinking that uh, she's going to be a Pokemon. Uh,
0: that's a thing that Ultra Beasts are like new. Monsters that are being introduced in this game But they're really pushing the idea that they're not Pokemon Okay so, But they're like some other kind of like extraterrestrial Thing like form So she apparently has one of them in her bag And I believe that it's unnamed at this point Like it's not hasn't been revealed at any other point But it's kind of like a dark cloud With like antenna on its head Whoa and like whoa a,
1: dark dark the, the proper term is
0: black Tell that to level 5 they made two games On PS2 <laughs> called Dark Cloud <laughs> But but yeah, basically, like your character tries to save it from a bunch of like a flock of Spearow that are attacking it. And then like the bridge that you're on breaks and you're both about to die until the guardian of the island swoops down and saves you. Then they end up having this whole thing where they're like, oh, if it saved you, like you must be special. Let's do the ceremony where you choose your first Pokemon. And it's like this whole thing where you pick your starter Pokemon. But then remember that scene in Airbud at the end where... It's fucking
1: airbud. <laughs> he has to
0: choose between the kid and his old owner, and they they're kind of standing in between him, yeah. Trying to see which way he walks. So that's kind of what they do with your starter at this one, where you pick your starter, and then they since everything has to be like a ritual in this game because of um cause Alola, I guess, <laughs> but they have the this ritual where they have the starter stand across from you on the stage, and it has to decide whether or not it trusts you or that it chooses you. It chooses you after you choose it, I guess. You could say. So it's, like, this really long sequence where they're, like, staring at each other, and then finally the Pokemon, like, jumps up and down. And they're like, oh, it accepted you, and everyone starts celebrating. <laughs>
1: the but, way you describe it, it sounds like the way that, like, pickup artists just describe, like, getting women. It's like, you ain't gonna get a chick until you choose her, and she comes after you.
0: Well, there you go. That's probably why... Women
1: are basically Pokemon. They just need to be fed and trained and taught what to do.
0: and f- So they could fight each you- other?
1: Yes, yeah, you heard it now, World Star. <laughs> you heard it you heard it here. But yeah, Geekscape Games, women aren't people.
0: Jesus Christ. They they're animals. <laughs> what a what a great episode to launch our live streaming on. <laughs> um, can't take shit back. You <laughs> can't take shit back when it's live. But No, absolutely not. But yeah, I mean aside from that, the gameplay features I won't go over too much cuz by now everyone's probably played the demo and can see a lot of the changes from that, but um overall, it's promising. Black and white were the only versions that had really str- uh, strong focuses on story. This one seems to be moving more in that direction. The game looks significantly better because of how they upscaled all the character models. Now that they got rid of the grid based movement, which from the beginning was one of the things I said I was most excited about with this game, where, you know, the environments are full 3D and you can move around them in like a full 3D space instead of it being grid-based like every other Pokemon game before it. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of promise so far, and I'm pretty excited. I'm just bummed out that it seems like they're abandoning Mega Evolution. That's like the only small negative I have.
1: So my my anecdote for um, <laughs> trying to get the demo, um, I was uh, I was after we recorded the podcast. I wasn't feeling too well, but I had to get up like super early in the morning. So I um I like put the podcast up and went to bed. Um, and I'm lying in bed. I'm like, "Fuck!" You know, I might as well download that demo and, and give it a play. I hadn't, I hadn't touched my fucking 3ds in a long, long, long time. I think since Comic Con was the last time I physically interacted with it. And it, it was sitting uh, next to my bed, next to my Wii, um, uh, plugged in, charging. Well, I go to fucking like turn it on, and the fucker just does not turn on. And I'm like, "Oh, fucking great!" It, well, first I was like, "Oh, it just needs to be plugged in." Well, it wasn't taking a charge, and I'm like, "Oh." fucking great. And I'm Googling shit while I'm in bed. I'm like, God damn it, this thing is this thing is like like I'm looking at people like it's fried, like, you know, you gotta get a new battery, like all the shit. It was like it was ridiculous. So I got to take a charge by like holding it upside down, like putting it on my nightstand. Next day I couldn't fucking get the thing to work. Um so I ended up like taking it apart because apparently um oh I, I got to take a charge a little bit and I got to turn on, but if I closed the lid it would just shut down. Um and it would, it would like the battery would like rapidly discharge or, or something like the, the the date and time wouldn't stick. And apparently that was the thing. Like there was a ribbon cable that that goes up to the top screen that it, sometimes it gets pinched and it shorts itself out, out. So you gotta take the whole thing apart. I found like a, a an iFixit teardown. You gotta take the whole thing apart, get to it, like un like bend this ribbon cable and put it all back together. I got to like step five and my 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 screwdriver fucking stripped the head of like. The, the two screws I needed to like proceed to take the back plate off. So I got fucking stuck and I'm just like things like half apart. And I'm just, I'm just so, I was so frustrated. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I don't play this thing anymore. I'll just buy a new one. Like, you know, whatever. I put the thing back together and it just worked. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't fix anything. I just took it like a quarter of the way apart and put it back together and it's working. So I downloaded the, the demo. Like I might play it tonight. um, But that's my 3ds anecdote um yeah that was a great story shane tell it again i'll tell it
0: again uh what else <laughs> did you play what else did you play um at the event as far as games that aren't already out yet because a lot of them were already out um mario party star rush we got to play i think it was called Coinathon, something like that mm-hmm. and it's basically where every coin like everybody's just playing mini games at the same time rapid fire and every every point that you get in the mini game is a coin every coin that you get is a movement on the is a is one space on the board and you have to make a certain amount of laps around the board to be the winner and this this isn't the main uh, mode of mario party star rush even though the main mode is also supposed to be where like everyone's moving at the same time instead of having to wait turns because it's supposed to be a much more fast-paced um much more fast-paced uh type of gameplay compared to most mario party games but I have to say that this particular mode is really, really fun. Like you're, you there's never any downtime. You're always doing something. You're always playing. Always competing. And when you do, when you do well enough on each mini game, you can, uh, you can get like a randomly placed item, kind of like Mario Kart, that'll randomly sabotage one of the other players. Mm-hmm. And it can all be played with one cartridge with download play. Oh, so like, th- like the whole game, like every board's not going to be a- available through download play, but. A lot of the basic modes uh, will be. So all you have to do is have one person with one copy, and you can see it seems like you could have a lot of fun with it, which is Ooh. something that I can say for the first time about a Mario Party game in a very long time because they haven't been very good <laughs> in recent years. Uh, but aside from that, Disney's Magical World 2 was a lot like Disney's Magical World 1, which was just Mario Party with. I'm sorry, not Mario Party. It's pretty much Animal Crossing with Disney characters and a more like uh, a mission-based style of uh, progression. But this one is pretty much the same game, except they added newer stuff like Frozen and that kind of thing. And then lastly was Skylanders Imaginators, which came out the day before this presentation, which there's nothing a whole lot to say that's new about it that's not already all over the place, but they did make it so that If you don't know, this game is the first one where you can create your own Skylander. They have a program where you can have them like 3D print a model of your own, of your created Skylander and have them mail it to you. And it's fully functional as like a playable character. Like if you take your 3D printed figure and put it on your, on your base, it'll pop up as the character that you created in the game that you submitted.
1: That's really cool. Uh, How much (laughs) is it?
0: 50 bucks. Right on. And I mean, that's that seems pretty reasonable. And yeah, and then if you wanted, if if you just wanted to be able to summon your character, but you didn't want to pay that much for the actual figure, they have like a trading card that you could have printed instead, which is essentially like the amiibo cards. And it does the it's for fifteen dollars instead, and it's the exact same thing. You have a trading card instead of the actual toy, but when you put the trading card on the base, it pops up with your character. Gotcha. And then for twenty five bucks, you could get a T shirt printed with your character on it too. So it's like all these (laughs) other things. And then, like, outside of the Nintendo event, the only two major games I played since last show were Battlefield 1, which you were 110% correct on when you said it's basically just Battlefront with World War One stuff. Which, it's fine, it's fun, but I don't feel like you could take it all that seriously either because there's so many, like, random variables with so many people playing at the same time that there were so many times where you just spawn and, like, uh, two seconds after spawning you're just dead already because you happen to... That's the battlefield by. experience. Yep, pretty much. And when it doesn't happen, it's a lot of fun. When it's constantly happening, it fucking sucks. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the World War One stuff is all great. The you know the plane. Well, one of Battlefield's biggest takeaways is being able to move in and out of vehicles mid battle. So the planes worked really well. The tanks being able to ride around on a horse and just fucking slicing people with the sword was pretty awesome. Um, and the way that they structure the online mode, where each one is based off of like a real World War One battle, and each team's like a side in that actual fight. I thought was kind of cool. Uh, the little bit of the campaign that I played, on the other hand, was kind of samey. I guess you could say, just like every other fucking shooter. I am um, Ex- except um, you're in a tank for some of it, so that was cool.
1: Uh, Kenny, our, our own Kenny Craig, has been like trying to get me to to get it, and um, I had um I had a uh, how would you call it a a financial institution muck up um so uh money's tight right now so he um so on friday he uh texted me um want to play battlefield and i said and i explained like i can't afford it right now yada 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 um and then like hours later uh he just sends me a text message that is uh it's obviously like a cd key uh, it's a game code and he's like happy kwanzaa it's an origin key and he so he bought me the game and just sent it to me <laughs> so kenny thank you Thank you dearly so much. I really appreciate that. Uh, I have it downloaded, and um, I'll be—I'll uh, definitely be playing it with you. So, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm really grateful for uh, Kenny Craig. So, I guess—I <laughs> guess he could—he he could afford buying me a copy of the game because he didn't have to buy shoes.
0: Yeah, I imagine he saves a lot of money on that. <laughs> um, but I, I was mean, uh, could, could oh, another, another
1: another quick anecdote. I was talking to a friend, and, I was, and he's like, "Oh yeah, um, how's the game?" I'm like, "Um, I don't know. I'm not really a, like." I'm not really, like, into it that much because it feels like Battlefront, but also, like, it's really historically inaccurate. Like, yes, technically, um, the SMG that's in the game existed at the same time, but they never gave it to anybody. It never, like, passed trials and blah, blah, blah. And, like, I went through this big, like, diatribe about how, like, the weapons aren't historically accurate. And he looks at me and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> like, can't can you enjoy anything? Like, but it wasn't historically accurate. It's like, what? What? None of it is historically accurate, all right? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) So, I mean, it was very introspective that, like, okay, maybe I'm getting upset over, like, completely the wrong thing.
0: Well, you know what was historically accurate, as far as I know, (laughs) was Mafia 3, which I finished today. Nice. It was actually... It's such a fucking shame. I mean, I talked about this a little bit before, but now that I finished it, it's just so much worse that the game itself is so well-told, I don't think there's ever been a game that's been in this type of an environment, and they do it in a way that feels very authentic in the sense that, like, you can't go into whites-only places without getting the cops called on you if you're in, like, No, black... I,
1: heard, I heard that if, like, um, you're in a black neighborhood, um, the police will be delayed, like, responding to 911 or responding to, like, your activity, whereas if you're in an affluent white neighborhood, they they'll come be right on away. your butt
0: yeah yeah (laughs) that's how it works too another funny thing like it's kind of a small thing but it's like when you're in the black neighborhoods you'll walk by and they'll all say like hi to you and you'll your character will say hi back if you're like in a rich area or a white area they'll be like oh what's he doing around here he looks suspicious i don't know Mm. and it's like but like the best way for me to describe it is like a a segregation era segregation era rambo meets kill bill Mm-hmm. Where it's like you're running down the list, killing off mobsters, and you're like a former Vietnam vet who was kind of pushed too far, I guess. And the voice acting is amazing. Like, the story is so well told. The environment is one of the most unique ones I've ever played. Pro- probably because I don't think there's ever been a game that's been set in that time period, has there? At least not uh... not in America. I mean, there's been Vietnam games and such, but not. In a, no, I don't think there's ever been a game where you're playing as like a black guy in the south in the middle of the civil rights era.
1: Yeah, no, that is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head that are you know worth noting.
0: Yeah, and it, it's just so well done, and it just Theor- such a shame. Theorist,
1: theorist in the uh, the chat says it's Jim Crow era. I don't know Jim it? Crow era. Is it Jim? Wait, no. What is it? I, Jim think, Crow I
0: think Jim Crow era is technically before the late sixties, isn't it? Uh, I mean. Because the oh, civil rights act 19...
1: up until 1965, according to the Book yeah, of knowledge. and
0: then the game takes place in 1968, so it's like right after the civil rights act was passed. But you know, of course, the South is going kicking and screaming into it. There's actually mm-hmm. a really telling. You know how a lot of these games have like talk radio and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. There's a really telling. Remember on the last show, I was talking about how I played that mission where you killed the KKK leader guy. Y- yeah. So the KKK leader was actually the talk show host that I'm referring to. And there's this whole speech that he gives at one point in the game where he basically says, like, he's blaming your actions on all black people and he's turning it into like a race war instead of it just being one, one guy who happens to be blacks getting revenge on the mob. He's turning it Mm -hmm. into like black people are turning, reverting into savages. Mm -mm. And like in the same, in the same discussion, he justifies the white people killing black people by saying, well, we're being forced into segregation. We're being forced into an unnatural way of life. And of course, people are going to be reacting that way when you force them into something they don't want. So it's like in the same conversation, he's like justifying the whites killing the blacks while calling all black savages because my one character was killing mobsters. Jesus. Yeah, it's so not only that, but there was this one mission like that I played where, like that I played this or last night, right before I finished the game, where you go undercover where they have like these underground Negro boxing matches where like the rich people bet on the black people fighting and they call them like they call them jungle fights and then (laughs) it's it's so fucking horrible and there's stuff like that all throughout the game and it's like and the way that like the way they do it it's it's always present but at the same time it's not the main focus of the game because at its core it's essentially like I said it's like Kill Bill it's a story of revenge where you're slowly taking down all the lieutenants until you finally get to the head of the mob and when you do get to the head of the mob it's actually really similar to kill bill where instead of a big fight the two characters just kind of sit down and have like this really really interesting like retrospective comparing the two characters before like the big finale so Hmm. it's just such a shame that the game itself kind of sucks like the gameplay from the gameplay aspect the ai is stupid the game is glitchy as fuck it crashes so much um it's it's that like it's so like there's only like I said in the last show it's essentially Assassin's Creed one all over again where there's only like five missions in the whole game but you're regurgitating those same five missions for thirty hours until the game's over. Really? Yeah. And there's gonna be so many. There's gonna be so many people who don't get through this game or hear about that asp- that aspect of it, which of course is a huge aspect and justifiably won't give it a chance when I feel like it's so unique that. Even despite its problems, it deserves at least a shot. Mm-hmm. But fuck, if this game had like maybe six more months of development time and a few other ideas to as far as mission structure thrown in, this would have easily been like one of the best games of the year. But it's hard to justify that on story and setting alone, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I'm really interested in, in the era. Do you think that um, um, you think I should pick it up or wait
0: till it's on discount? I mean I can't on I can't I can't honestly recommend it to anybody in its current state if you're gonna really? go out and buy it at full price. If you find it discounted for sure. Like personally, I'm I'm playing this off of a rental, and even though I beat it and I'll probably never play it again, even though there is like multiple endings that you could replay for, but I'm probably am gonna buy the game just to be able to revisit it every once in a while, but I'm not gonna do it until it's like twenty bucks. Hmm. Like there's no reason so. there's no reason why a game where I'm there's no reason that I should be able to justify paying $60 for a game where I'm speeding down the freeway running away from the cops and all of a sudden my car vanishes and I'm on foot and then the cops run me over cuz they're speeding right behind me.
1: Yep. So. Yep, yeah. I've 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 heard that there's a lot of uh, a lot of problems with it. you know in those regards.
0: Yeah, and it's even worse on PC I heard, so if you're planning on getting it on PC, you probably shouldn't. Hmm. Uh, what else have you been playing? Um that's it. That's it? Yep. Just like eight games, you know, not too much. Not too much in the last three days.
1: Um, the uh, <laughs> yeah uh, the the only thing that I've been playing uh, I played some CS played the new Inferno map uh, the new Inferno map is amazing it's um uh, it's brighter it's bigger in some places um it's it's dope um so th- the uh, the changes they put out are really good uh, played some Overwatch that um I finally I finally started playing part of the uh, the Halloween update. That's pretty cool. Um, the Destiny, uh, I'm going to play some Destiny tonight. The uh, The Halloween update for Destiny is starting on the 25th, I believe. So um, you can like, uh, the Festival of the Fallen, where you can go out and collect masks and do the different uh, <coughs> different uh, thingies, thingalings, dingalings. So not a lot of games for me. Uh, I'm going to try to, I got my Nintendo working, so I'm going to uh, that uh, poke mans, but um that's um that's it, so uh, what do you say really quick mission objective
0: mission objective um yes what i I know I know unless you got one what third party what third party games do you think would be the best fit for the Nintendo switch?
1: all right, well, fuck you because that was pretty close to what because I asked the chat earlier as <laughs> what is your favorite developer you want to see on the switch so um third party games on the switch do you think would fit uh do you have an idea if you your's off the top
0: um off the top Danganronpa because I can't go through a show without mentioning it and their developer was on that list. God,
1: damn, you and, you and Danganronpa. <laughs> um,
0: I I want to say
1: a game that I want to see I I want to see I I want to see parody um from uh AAA titles. Um even though it's a game of, uh, games I might not pick up. I want to see an equal Madden, I want to see an equal Call of Duty. I want to see all the AAA titles that are getting Dual re- releases on the PC and the or the PS4 and the Xbox. I want to see it across. I want Nintendo to be b- back in the running, um, uh, as a you know viable option. Um, I want the the console war to be a three player game again. So I, I want to s- I just want to see parody. And there's no like specific game that comes out. Um, there's really no specific third party developer that um that wasn't on that list that I um want to see. Um, so I just I just I want the I miss the old Nintendo, you know, the, you know, straight from the 16 bit era Nintendo. So that was a Kanye reference, if nobody. Who? Yeah. <laughs> that was level 92, guys. Uh, thank you for uh, checking it was actually us out. actually level 93, wasn't it? 93, 93, I forgot what we even called it. Um, uh, Where it uh, looks like the Twitch streaming thing um, was pretty good. Uh, I was uh, switching out some sick vids behind our logo. Uh, interacting with the chat. Uh, shouts out to Theorist DJ and Geeky Girl AK who are watching us. Uh RunyGid and Askew were in there earlier. So um so thank you guys for um coming in and watching us do this live. Uh, as always you can find us on geekscape.net at Geekscape Games on Twitter. I am at Shane O'Hare on Twitter. Uh, I'm getting back into Twitter actually. I've been I've been I've been twatting like a mad cunt. So it's pretty um my Twitter's really racist. What does a mad uh, cunt do? Um just <laughs> Uh, it just does it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I found our stinger. Um, my Twitter's is really racist because I follow a lot of people that are Donald Trump supporters. So it's like.
0: <laughs> and you retweet really them all?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, at, at Shane O'Hare, at MSS, Jake on the gaming platforms. Um, we're on Twitch at
0: Geekscape TV. And I'm at Enu Joshua just about everywhere, including Twitch, Xbox Live, Nintendo Network, and PlayStation Network. So. Go ahead and throw me an ad if you want. I'm probably going to post some more of those Nintendo event pictures through Instagram as well, if anyone wants to check that out.
1: Yep. Uh, so we will uh, see you guys back here next week, probably Thursday. We'll tweet it out um, at Geekscape Games. We'll, we'll let's, um, let's get this schedule going because the uh, the live stream was fun. Uh, it was fun uh, live streaming with you guys. So we'll see you guys back here next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. I don't want to go.